Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and is it just me, or is it getting all Ruby Rose in here? Yep, so this week, uh, I'm going to be talking about the second episode uh, of Batwoman, entitled The Rabbit Hole. Now, last week when I talked about Batwoman, I wasn't really sure at the time if I was just going to, you know, talk about the the premiere and <clears throat> how it relates to um, the comic book version of Batwoman, and then, you know, maybe do a mid-season and a finale. But uh, after watching the second second episode... I really enjoy the show, so I figured, why not? Kind of look, I've done it with other shows. I did it with Titans, unfortunately. That was really a chore and a labor to get through. Uh, I did it with Doom Patrol, which was a pure joy and pleasure to go through, uh, as well as uh, the second season of Runaways. So, with you know this being the first season of Batwoman. And it's no secret that I watch a lot of the CW shows. Uh, and especially, look, this year they're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, you know, you you, you heard the hype. You know, you know who's going to be there. Uh, there's still going to be some surprises or everything. Look, I think right now the CW, uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job uh, in their hero department. Uh, I'm really kind of curious, though, you know, just a little sidebar here with um, Disney Plus coming out real soon uh, and all the stuff that they have lined up, uh, you know, WandaVision, uh, you know, Bucky and Falcon, Loki, Hawkeye, uh, you know, not to mention some of the Star Wars stuff that they're doing. I really wonder how that's going to affect the CW. But look, we got it for now. I'm really enjoying it. Let's dive right in. Before we go any further, uh, this is really a spoiler-filled look at uh, The Rabbit Hole, which, again, is the second episode of Batwoman. And it's really a good name. I mean, you know, calling this episode uh, The Rabbit Hole, look, I mean, the main villain here is Alice, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, You know, she's got the Wonderland gang. You know, look, every episode going forward is definitely going to have something to do with Alice in Wonderland, and and, and that theme is really there. But, um, you know, I really feel that titling this episode the rabbit hole is a really good idea because look <laughs> that's where we're all headed i mean alice alice is already she's deep in the rabbit hole uh kate's pretty much on her way in there uh she's trying to pull her dad jacob in there uh really to prove that uh alice is not just some homicidal maniac uh bent on the destruction of gotham she's actually her long-lost sister beth um you know, others are getting pulled into the rabbit hole. Luke Fox is getting pulled into the rabbit hole. That is Batwoman. Um, you know, Kate's stepsister, Mary. I mean, look, she's already heavily involved in some things, and she's also kind of getting pulled into the rabbit hole. Um, I mean, perfect title. You know, it really kind of, uh, you know, summarizes really where this really where this show is headed. And, and that's – excuse me. You know, and that's like uh, – a chase, a chase after Alice and the truth, and uh, you know we do, we just go for it. We just really dive in there. So really, that's what it is. Is by the end of the first episode, you know, Kate knows. Kate knows in her heart that Alice is her sister Beth, her long lost sister Beth. What she can't really wrap her head around is is how did she survive? You know, how did how did Beth survive that plummet? Uh, you know, we saw in the pilot that there was a car accident. Now, here's the thing. At first, when you watch it, it just kind of looks almost sort of like uh, a bus was out of control, a school bus was out of control, and, and plowed into them, pushing them towards the edge of the bridge. 
later on in that episode when uh, Kate discovers the the Batcave and uh, she's looking around and Luke basically tells her that, look, you know, that was one of Batman Bruce's greatest regrets is that he couldn't save your mom and your sister and it haunted him. It haunted him for years. You know, he couldn't figure out what went wrong. And when they're kind of looking over the evidence, there's actually um, a news clipping up there. That basically says that it was the Joker. The Joker was behind all this, you know, like the Joker was actually driving the bus that plowed into them. Uh, so, you know, clearly this, this just wasn't happenstance. You know, this just wasn't some random accident. And, you know, I stated this last week. Um, this first season of Batwoman is really based off of Greg Rucka's part of Greg Rucka's run on Batwoman, uh, sort of like the introductory. I don't want to say the introductory story, but uh, it was it was a, a limited story that he did called Elegy, and you know that really centered around uh, Batwoman. Uh, Alice was her nemesis, and you know in it, Alice is her sister. Uh, you know we're pretty sure of it here, but not for nothing. You know, Alice really plays it up here. I mean, she really kind of comes out and says it, but she does cast that little bit of doubt in there. And 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 as I get a little deeper into the episode, uh, you know, I'll explain a little bit. Now, look, last week uh, I talked about Ruby Rose's Kate Kane and what a great job I think she's doing. And I still think she's doing a great job. But before we go any further with that, um, Rachel Scarston. Rachel Scarston plays Alice and or Beth. Uh, you know, she definitely plays Alice. And, I mean, she does a great job. She did a phenomenal job last week in, in the pilot. Uh, she's doing a great job here in the rabbit hole. And I think she's really going to be a great foil for Kate uh, and Jacob and, and just really Gotham City in general going forward. Uh, I think it's easy to look at a character like Alice and say, okay, it's, it's, it's just a one-off Harley Quinn. Uh, no. No, she's not. Um, where, you know, Harley Quinn, really kind of depending on the iteration or the version that you look at, it's she's just so closely tied to the Joker. You know, everything's about the Joker. That's her pudding. Uh, you know, she really does everything to sort of gain his attention and affection. Um and, you know, then there's other versions of where she has falling out. She has fallings out with the Joker <clears throat> and she does things really sort of like to get back at the Joker. Alice, Alice is different. Alice is clearly crazy. She, she, she really, really is. And, 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 you know, and she really kind of starts to really reveal her plan here, you know, to her gang and to her boyfriend, Dotson, Dotson. Dotson, we got Dotson here. See, no one cares. Ah, uh, God, I've been waiting to make that joke. Um, but she really re- reveals her plan here, and you know that plan is, you know, uh, her dad, Jacob, Jacob Kane, runs Crow's Security. Um, you know, like like we saw last week, Batman's been gone for three years. You know, he mysteriously left Gotham City. Pretty much as soon as he left, chaos reigned. Uh, the police force was totally inept, and you know, look, not for nothing. You know, really, when you look back at a lot of the Batman lore and a lot of the Batman movies, TV shows, animated series, this and that, it's like, yeah, the GCPD relied heavily on Batman. So, you know, the fact that Batman disappears from Gotham and the city pretty much goes in the toilet really shouldn't come as a surprise to anything. 
Alice comes on the scene and, you know, on the surface, you think homicidal maniac looking just to kind of dominate and take over and, and really just control Gotham. What she wants to do is she wants her father's attention. She wants Jacob's attention because in her mind, he stopped looking for her. He gave up on her. You know, he pretty much left her for dead. And it's like, I want his attention. He is going to see me and he is going to feel my pain. And feeling pain, I think, is an overall theme that we get in this episode. And I'm going to jump back to Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose uh, is an amazing actress. And this episode, you really, really see it. And it's not in so much it's not in so much with what she says. It's what she doesn't say. Um, she has a lot of scenes, and you know, I really wish Diana was here because uh, I pretty much well, I shouldn't say pretty much. I watched all of Mad Men. Uh, Diana is slogging her way through it. She's enjoying it. One of the things she says is she loves the character of Don Draper, played by John Hamm. And what she loves about Don Draper is the fact that. And, you know, really, if you're a fan of, of Mad Men, I don't mean to get off the track here, but if you're a fan of Mad Men, watch some episodes. Take account. Take account, you know, Don Draper, John Hamm, he's your guy, he's your main star. Compare how much dialogue he has with other characters, you know, like Pete Campbell and, and, and Roger Sterling and whatnot. He really doesn't have as much as those guys, not to say that he's not saying anything in these episodes, but his dialogue is very limited. According to Diana, it's purposely limited because what he says in the few words and conveys with his face, and and if you listen to this podcast at all and you've heard Diana on it, when Diana talks about some actors and actresses, one of the things that's very, very important to her is that they give good face, uh, either comedically you know, just just making you laugh with their expressions or conveying emotions with their face. And Ruby Rose does a phenomenal job of that because in this episode, she's really come to terms with the fact that Alice is Beth. Beth is her sister, and this is where the struggle begins because she wants to prove it. She wants to prove it to everybody. She especially wants to prove it to her father who is just – he is – vehemently determined to prove that she is not Beth so much so that he's like you know she she's she actually kind of brings him some evidence that should maybe not totally convince him but should cast a bit of doubt in his mind that Alice isn't just some crazed psycho that this might be his daughter she's broken she's shattered but you know Kate even says you know even if there's a small part of Beth in there you know it's up to us to find that out. And he brings the hammer down. I got the green light to take her out. I want to take her out. He doesn't want to hear it in his mind. Beth is dead. Or does he know more? I mean, because this is the big mystery. It's like, okay, if you look at Elegy, and I don't really want to, excuse me, I really don't want to spoil uh, Elegy either because I think you should go out and read it. Um, there's a lot of mysticism involved in that one, and the mystery of who Alice is isn't really revealed until the end. Unlike here, where right up front, Kate is like, oh my god, this is my sister. Um, in Elegy, Jacob Kane kind of sort of knew what happened, what, you know, what happened 
that led to the events that led to the supposed death death of Beth uh, and the fact that she was still alive and coming back. It's almost like he knew it. Um, you know, here, he's so determined to get rid of her, but yet there's something about it. There's something about that, this crusade that he's carrying out against Alice and her gang that leads me to believe he, he knows a lot more than he's letting on. And yes, he's very dismissive of Kate. He feels that, you know, he's like Beth is dead. And one of the things they bring up is the fact that immediately after the accident, uh, when they find the car, you know, they find uh, Kate's mom. But they don't find Beth. So this leads to a massive manhunt. And, uh, you know, they give a great overhead shot of, of the river and the woods. And you see helicopters and, and hundreds of flashlights. And then almost sort of like time lapse, like she said, you know, and then after a month, it was just me and my dad. And you see the helicopter disappear. The flashlights dwindle down until it's just one flashlight. And it's Jacob and Kate out there looking for Beth. Um, and that's the thing is throughout the is throughout the entire episode, there's a lot of flashbacks to young Kate. And young Kate is is determined. She knows it. She's got a topographical map of the area. She's marked out. I mean, she, she she's like an expert hunter here, an expert tracker. You know, she's mapped out possible paths that Beth could have taken, possible places that she could, you know, maybe she was injured and she's hiding here. She's hiding there. Um, you know, she makes her dad promise. She, Promise me, promise me, we will never stop looking for Beth. Uh, and he and he does. He does. He promises. He makes that promise. Uh, there's a scene where you know Jacob uh, goes upstairs and he sees Kate sitting uh, like in a reclining, like a sofa back chair there, uh, clutching her telephone. And he's like, you know, why don't you just go to sleep? And he's like, no, I have to be here in case she calls, you know, thinking that if, it, you know, Beth will somehow manage to make it to a telephone. And, of course, she will call for help. She'll call them. She has to be there for it. He finally tells her, and it's mentioned a lot of times throughout the episode, that um, about a month or so uh, after after the accident and after the disappearance of Beth uh, at, a, at a farmhouse, they found uh, fragments of a skull. Uh, they did an analysis on it, and it's it's Beth's DNA. It is, in fact, Beth. Um, so right then and there, he's like, my, my child is gone. My wife is gone. I have to focus on Kate, even though Kate really says, and she said it in the first episode as well, you know, pretty much once that happened, you really pushed me at arm's length and you really, really pushed me away, uh, you know, sending off to military school and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, it, it didn't. It definitely didn't bring them closer together, and we get a great scene with young Kate where, you know, again, you know, she's uh, she's fallen asleep. Uh, Jacob tucks her in, and he finds the map, you know, the map that she has, this topographical map of the area of the accident, escape routes, this and that, and he, he breaks down, and he begins to cry, and, and Kate's like, you know, wakes up, and she comes in, and this is where he tells her about the skull fragments, and, and, and Kate refuses. She refuses to believe it. No, it's not true. Beth is alive, and he's like, nope, you know, she's not. We had to put it past us, and she said, you lied. You lied to me. You said we would never stop looking for her, and you lied to me. So, you know, this is what Kate is dealing with. She's dealing with that. She's also dealing with the fact that you know, and, and and she's sharing this. Uh, I believe she's sharing this with um, with Luke. Is the fact that, uh, or she was sharing it? Wow, that's bad. I forget who it is. But but she basically discloses the fact that when the accident happened, um, 
you know, they, they were hit from behind by this bus. Uh, the car is pushed to the edge of this bridge. It's, it's teetering. Her first thought was escape out the back window. Beth's first thought, first thought, excuse me, was to check on their mother. So Kate climbed down immediately. You know, Batman had stabilized it with, with, with the grappling hooks, uh, then pretty much went off to, to rescue the kids from the bus. Or he, he did something. I mean, we see in the flashback, you know, Kate thinks that Batman's abandoning them. Um, when Luke is kind of telling the story, you know, from from Batman and Bruce's point of view, it was, you know, he thought that the car was secured and safe. He could go rescue the kids on the bus, then come back for them because, you know, he yeah, he's Batman. World's greatest detective. I mean, incredible tech. You know, he, he assessed the situation. He used he used two. He used two grappling hooks to secure that car. That car, in his mind, was not going anywhere. He could turn his attention, rescue the kids on the bus, then come back, rescue Kate uh, and Beth and their mother. And that didn't happen. Um, so the other thing that Kate has been living with is the fact that she climbed out of the car. That was her thought. Her thought was was to live, and I'm remembering it now. She this was she was sharing it with her father when she was actually young, when they were still when they were still searching, and uh, you know this is the guilt that she had to live with because she said, uh, you know, I should have been in there. Like you know, this is the realization. This is this is this is this is the burden that she's been carrying around. Is that she should have been in there when that car went over the bridge. All three of them should have been in there. She should have been in there. She should have done what Beth did and check on their mother and then just suffer the consequences, I, I, I guess, is, is the thing to say. Um, you know, and, and she says that, you know, yeah, I got out and then I turned to help my sister, you know, and she said, but but I was scared, you know, that the car was teetering. You know, I could have climbed up on the car because, you know, if you watch the flashback, you see her. She's like, you know, Beth, take my hand. But she's standing on the bridge and she's reaching up and Beth is trying to climb out the back window. I mean, there's a, a distance between them. If she climbs up on that car, she could have gotten Beth and she could have pulled her out. But she was terrified, which is which is understandable. Um, but but yet the fact that her mother and her sister died i mean she she's lived with that guilt for a long time so a lot of background here you know and and the point that i'm getting is is that when you know we see an older kate you know ruby rose and she's she's telling these stories and you know later on in the episode where she meets with alice slash beth uh the guilt is written all on her face the, the hurt the anguish everything is right there i mean she gets a lot of it in this episode you know she got a lot of it in the last episode and and i think you know this is this is why i think ruby rose is doing a great job as kate kane is you know she's got great dialogue she delivers it really really well but when excuse me when she is not delivering dialogue the emotion you know the struggle the turmoil everything it's written on her face i mean with one look at the camera she conveys the pain that she has thinking about what happened that day with with her sister and her mother um you know the sorrow for losing them uh the guilt for not doing more and and really in in, in a way blaming herself uh you know to the point that you know she said I should have been in there. Like all three of us should have went over that bridge. And of course, Jacob is telling her, no, no, you know, you, you, you did the right thing and it's, it's fine. But, but, you know, even, even, even the words of her father are never going to wash that guilt away. All right. 
let's talk more about this episode. So, Kate is in possession of Alice's knife. You know, we saw this at the end of the episode. Uh, this is what leads her to believe that, you know, uh, Alice is Beth because embedded in the handle of this knife uh, is the same birthstone that, uh, you know, they share. They're twins. And we saw it as you know, we saw them as little girls. Uh, you know, they're posing for pictures. Um, actually, right before the bus accident, they're posing for a selfie. And one says to the other, you know, let's take a picture. Let's get our necklaces in them. And it's 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 their birthstone. Um, you know, Kate still has hers and embedded in the handle, excuse me, of this knife uh, is apparently Beth's. So this is enough to make Kate believe that, yeah, I really believe that Alice is my sister. But she really needs it confirmed. So they're having a nice family breakfast. Uh, you know, Jacob is there. Uh, stepmom Catherine is there. Stepsister Mary is there. Uh, you know, and they're all chit chatting away. And Mary, you got to love Mary here. You know, Mary, uh, you know, the socialite with the tweets and the Instagram and, and the marketing thing and, uh, you know, the latest vegan restaurants and this and that. Uh, also a brilliant med student, also running an underground clinic in Gotham City because in her – and you know, like this is her way of fighting. You know, uh, Mary, who I think is really going to be a great breakout character here on the show, you know, Mary – is really risking a lot here. Uh, she can get kicked out of medical school. She could be prevented from getting a because me- she's practicing medicine without a license. Essentially, uh, she's stealing medical supplies. I mean, she's doing a lot wrong here. Uh, her father, stepfather, I should say, you know, pretty much runs the security firm that is protecting Gotham City. So she's like really doing this right under his nose. Not to mention that her mother, Catherine. Um, you know, Catherine, it's pretty interesting. She's, um, oh boy, let me see. She's sort of like a defense contractor. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of close ties between what she does and, and what her husband Jacob does. You know, she's, she's definitely in the defense business. She's almost does, it almost seems like she does a lot of marketing for the Crows. And, you know, she's got her fingers and her hands deep in a lot of defense contracts and, and whatnot. And, you know, she's definitely a player here. And, you know, she supports her husband when Kate makes the assumption, or I shouldn't say the assumption, I'm sorry. She makes the statement that, you know, Alice is Beth, Beth is Alice, you know, and Jacob is not hearing it. I mean, right here, we're, we're getting this, this this vehement denial, you know, slamming the fist on the table. She's not, she's dead. Alice is insane. You know, d- just don't go there. Uh, Catherine's trying to be logical, um, you know, and <laughs> you get Mary sitting there. You know, Mary throughout this whole time as all this turmoil is going on is, you know, again, she's trying to be like this, you know, perky sort of, uh, you know, excuse me. She's sort of like this, trying to be this this perky sort of like socialite like um not even like really a socialite she'd almost be like an influencer like like an instagram or a youtube influencer you know like she knows all the trendy stuff and and this and that and she and she's carrying out a lot of this stuff here she's just got some great one-liners here and some of my favorites are uh the fact when they're talking about sophie and she's like yeah let's talk about the fact that sophie got married you know referencing the fact that sophie and kate had been together uh we saw this in the last episode you gotta love mary here mary i think mary 
is way deeper than she looks. Uh, you know, this whole sort of influencer type personality is a total cover um, because you would not suspect that this girl who's so absorbed with her phone and, and the latest trends. Uh, yeah, she's a med student. But there's no way she's running an an underground clinic, you know, inside of Gotham, helping out its citizens because she said, you know, pretty much the healthcare system here sucks. And this is her way of fighting back. And bravo, Mary, you are doing a great job here. So, you know, Kate is like, I got her knife. Check it for DNA. Nope, we're not checking it for DNA. Fine. (laughs) She decides I will go back to the Batcave to use equipment that I have no idea how to use it. So she's sitting there. She contacts Luke and Luke is like, well, yeah, we could do that. But you need this. You need that. You know, it's equipment that we don't have here. Plus, again, this is not your equipment. Okay, you're not Batman. And this stuff isn't yours. And the great scene here where he kind of goes through some of the gadgets and he's like, you know, you know what this is? And, you know, she makes a funny line about it. I forget what she says. And he's like, no, it's a laser cutter. This essentially can cut through anything. Do you know what this is? She's like, gas mask. It's a rebreather. So basically, you could breathe underwater without the use of a tank. He goes, I don't even know how to use half this stuff in here. He goes, because I shouldn't. Because it's not for me. It's for Batman, you know, and he's really trying to dissuade her from becoming Batman. Uh, She gives him a great line where basically, you know, she's like, you know who you sound like? He's like, I know you're going to tell me. She's like, you sound just like Lucius Fox. And he's like, oh, trust me, I am nothing like my father. You know, and he clearly right now is not like his father at all. I mean, is he as smart as his father? Yes, absolutely. Luke is a very smart man. But unlike Lucius, who really wanted to help and support Batman, Luke wants nothing to do with that. Luke is like, look, I have a job here. I got to keep the lights on at Wayne Enterprises. I got to keep the doors locked. I got to keep this stuff safe for when Bruce returns. Because in his mind, Bruce is going to return. I mean, and I think even in Kate's mind, you know, she knows that Bruce is going to return. That's why she's giving, um, or I should say she's writing journals. Uh, You know, she does the narration. And her narration essentially is her writing in her journal, uh, leaving these messages for Bruce when he does return. Um. So, you know, she can't get it done at the Batcave, so she goes back to the Crows. And uh, what she does is, you know, she reaches out to Sophie. Sophie now is like, look, are you the this Batman figure here? And she's like, what? Am I some dude in a bat suit? And she's like, no. person that rescued me was a woman. And, you know, you saw it when, when uh, Batwoman rescued Sophie. They kind of crash through a shed. <laughs> they land, like, almost like in a bed. And, uh, you know, this is the first time Kate has seen her in, in a few years. And, you know, she shares a warm moment with her. And you can see almost the recognition on Sophie's face. Like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like, this, this is, first of all, it's not a dude in a bat suit. This is a woman. And she kind of knows me well here, and I think she might be picking up on the vibe. And she said, you know, you know, she said, you know, no, it wasn't some guy that in a bat suit that rescued me. You know, it was clearly a woman. And she's like, nope, wasn't me. And I love it because they're not afraid to throw around DC references here. She goes, plus, if you know me that well, if I were to come to rescue you, I'd totally be decked out as Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'd love to see that movie. Ruby Rose's Wonder Woman, that would be a great one. Um So, yeah, you know, she asked Sophie, look, analyze this for me. Uh, Sophie's like, can't do it. 
can't do it. Your dad will not allow it. Well, as they're having this little private conversation, uh, a van pulls up and it looks like the Wonderland gang. They pop out and they surprise them. Uh, and in the scuffle, they get the knife and they run off. So trouble, trouble for the crows. Jacob is furious. You know, how, first of all, how could they infiltrate here? come here and make a mockery out of a second of all you know he he pretty much he he just lashes out at kate you know what are you doing why are you bringing trouble here to our doorstep you know don't get yourself involved you know you don't want to join the crows that's fine keep your nose out of it you know what this is not your sister i got the green light i'm gonna take her down you're no longer involved stop but she's not gonna stop so She's going to pull a Batman. She's going to start to investigate. So when uh, she's tracking down Alice's gang, we see her get into a little scuffle. And this is great. You know, we get – we're getting bits and pieces of bad action here. You know, I mean a bulk of this story is really Kate Kane and, and her journey. But we are getting more – I think each week we're going to get more and more Batwoman. And uh, it's great because she's, she's chasing down the gang. She wants to get information. Uh, and, and we see that she, she really does it in a classic Batman way. She's very, very new to the suit. So when she's chasing down members of the Wonderland gang, one of them does not really gets the drop on her but turns and fires pretty much point blank at her. But, you know, that – $10.8 million bat suit because they do discuss the price tag here. That $10.8 million bat suit saves her life. Kevlar. She's like, cool. So she takes out the gang, but she takes him out like Batman would, where she takes one out, sees where the other one's going, does a rooftop grappling thing, drops down on him, begins to interrogate them when uh, the cops show up, or I should actually say the crows show up. So she's got to beat it out of there. They pretty much shoot this member, but one of them did get away. Um, they noticed that there was a trail of blood that kind of led off to a certain street, which strikes a chord with Kate because she's like, <laughs> I know who's down there. It's Mary's clinic. So she goes and she pays Mary a visit and she sees that, yeah, there's the member of the Wonderland gang there. You know, Mary, look, Mary's going to provide health care. You know, you're a homicidal maniac or you're, you're a little old lady who's, you know, Medicare can't afford treatment. You know, she's going to help you out. Um, Kate pretty much, you know, sees, sees this member of the Wonderland gang, frees him. You know, Mary's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. She's like, no. And she says, she says, you give Alice a message from Kate. Tell her waffles. And that's it. So, you know, basically what she tells Mary is, is, you know, look, it's a code between me and my sister. If she's really my sister, she, she'll know what it means. You know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is when Mary sort of, you know, she wants to kind of not so much bury the hatchet with Kate, but she wants to start to have a relationship with Kate. So she invites her out to dinner. Uh, she kind of uses that. You can tell Kate's going to use that as a cover to go and meet Beth. You know, she agrees to it, but she's really going to go and meet Beth. Uh, before she does that, though, she realizes that they're closing in on Alice. They've, you know, kind of deduced where she might be. But Kate needs time. She pleads with Sophie. She goes, look, I sent a message to Beth. I know it's Beth. I'm going to meet her. Keep them off my tail for about an hour. Uh, Sophie kind of deduces. She's like, it's the old waffle stand. The waffle stand you guys used to go to. She's like, please, please, please don't tell anybody. Keep them off my back for about an hour. Let me get to the bottom of this. Sophie says yes. Kate goes and meets Beth. I mean, this is – 
this is creepy. This is intense. I mean, it's it's an abandoned park. Uh, you know, bums are sleeping everywhere. The old waffle stand is boarded up, and Alice is there on a on a swing, swinging away. It's rusty. You know, you hear it screeching, this and that, and they they begin to talk, and you really get the sense of that. Yeah. This is her sister, even though she does say she's like, yeah, I got the message. You know, I know waffles. We used to come here after school, this or that. Or did I read about it in the paper in an old article that, you know, after my death talked about how you and I like this was our tradition. We would come here. I could have read that. But I think we know that this is Beth, you know, and really what what Beth does here, she almost wants to not so much, not so much kind of. I don't know if she's really looking for, for, for Kate's loyalty. You know, she knows that Kate believes that she is Beth, but she sort of wants to know, she wants to know, like, what happened? You know, why did you give up? And, and the question she actually asks her is, is, she says, tell me, how long after I disappeared did you get a good night's sleep? And Kate said, never. I never have. And she's like, you know, you're a liar. Uh, but And this is where Kate also kind of says, you know, she talks about that regret. And, and again, it's, it's, it's written all over Ruby Rose's face. She doesn't say much, but she conveys a lot of that emotion, you know, with, with, with her expression, with, with her posture, with her face. You know, she, she talks about it. She talks about, you know, the regret, you know, the regret that she has that she can never find her, the regret that she, and she, and she says, you know, my biggest regret is, it should have been all three of us. When that car went over, I should have been in there with you. And she's like, that's something I still live with to this day. That's why I can never get a good night's sleep. Alice is like, fine. Takes out her knife. And this is where we get something very interesting. Because early on in their conversation, Kate talks about the fact that, you know, you know, why'd, why'd you steal your knife back? You know, I was going to use it to check your DNA. And Kate, I'm sorry, Beth, Alice is kind of like, you know my guy's got my knife back for me. Why am I carrying this stupid thing around? So Kate's sort of like, wait a minute. If it wasn't the Wonderland gang, who did it? More on that in a minute. Uh, so Alice really sort of realizes that, yeah, you know, Kate. not only does Kate believe that I'm Beth, or she knows that I'm Beth, she's actually, she really is sorry. Unlike, unlike our father, you know, who pretty much was like, you know, I'll give it a month. Okay. I think she's dead. That's it. Case closed, you know, and I'm moving on, you know, that Kate never moved on. You know, this is something that haunted Kate, uh, still haunts Kate to this day. So she says, you know, fine here, takes out her knife, cuts her hand. She goes, I'm going to give you a DNA sample. And that's where we see a laser sight because earlier on Jacob deduces where the Wonderland gang is, you know, they're in a certain area. Basically, like I said, it's like in suburbia. Like why would they be hiding out in suburbia? He knows the area. It's their old house. They go there. They find the current occupants at a little tea party, throat slit. And he's like, you know, he's like, you see, you see, she's crazy. This woman is crazy. Not my daughter. They were like, boss, how'd you know this is where she would be? Well, this was this was our childhood home. This is the home where we grew up in, but that doesn't mean she's Beth. She just knows about Kate and Beth and our family, and and she's she, mind games. She's playing mind games with us. So, so they're like, okay, they can't be too far. Where could they be? This is where Sophie spills the beans. I know where they are. So we cut back to the park. The crows are there. They're going to apprehend. They're actually, I'm sorry, they're not going to apprehend Alice. They're going to take her down. Alice is furious, you know, thinking that it was Kate that led them there. But Kate pretty much acts like a human shield. She gets in front and she's and she tells him. She's like, you know, she's like, this is Beth. 
And they're like, nope, homicidal maniac, Alice, not Beth at all. Even if, even if it was, even if it was, Beth is long gone. Alice is mean. Alice is evil. Alice needs to be put down. No, she says, no. If there's any chance that this is Beth, we deserve to, to know the truth. We deserve to dig deeper. You know, and she acts like a human shield. And she even, you know, as she does it, you know, Alice is taking out her knife and she's like, you know, she's like, don't do that. You know, they, they see that they're going to shoot you. She's like, mm-hmm, not unless you move, sweetie, because she's pretty much acting as a human shield. <sighs> Jacob makes the call. Fine. Bring her in. Take her to Arkham. And he pretty much he 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 chews out Kate. Kate turns around, chews out Sophie. How dare you? You know how dare you betray my confidence? You know, and brings back the military academy. You know, you you, you couldn't do it back then. You couldn't stand up for me back then. You know, I I had I had no problem telling everybody there that I am a lesbian and I am in love with you, but you did. And don't give me this, that you needed the school and you needed it. There, there's some things that are more important than that. You didn't stand up for me then. You didn't stand up for me now. Hmm. This relationship is really on the rocks here. So it looks like, looks like we're going to take Alice to Arkham. And it's very, very interesting because, uh, you know, what we get here is as they're packing her up in the van, you know, Kate comes over and Kate says, uh, you know, Kate says to her, she's like, I didn't lead him here to you. And she's like, oh, I know. I know you didn't. She goes, but uh, she she, she kind of gives a little like Alice line here, you know, uh, and she talks about three sisters. And Kate's like, what do, you, what do you talk about? Three sisters. What are you talking about? And she goes, you know, tell me, Kate, dear, when you and I used to come here, we had to get our own waffles. Why is that? And she's like, because she didn't like to share. Oh, my God, you're going after him. And then, you know, Alice is freaking out. Alice is screaming. She's like, you're my sister. No one else can have you, meaning Mary is in trouble. Mary's sitting there. Mary's sitting in her clinic waiting, you know, hey, where, where, where the hell's Kate? We're supposed to go to this big vegan place and whatnot. She's sitting there and Dotson shows up. Dotson, Dotson, we got Dotson. See, nobody cares. Dawson shows up to pretty much eliminate her and says, you know, Alice doesn't like competition. <laughs> she, only one sister for Kate, and you ain't her, sweetheart. Uh, Kate does show up and, uh, you know, or actually I should say Batwoman shows up. You know, because cause Mary fights. Mary fights and pretty much locks herself in, in an office and... Then assumes that Dotson pretty much fled, but no, Batwoman came and took care of it. Kate then makes an appearance the next day. Uh, Mary is really, really, I don't want to say, well, no, she is devastated. Uh, She's carrying a gun, and she pretty much says, she goes, look, she goes, look, I know you think that Alice is your sister. I get that. I get it. And I think it's great. You know, instead of wanting to shoot her, you know, you want to try to reach out and get to her. But you know what? I know I'm not your sister by blood, but I thought we could have a little something here. And she goes, do me a favor. You know, when you see your sister, could you tell her I'm not a threat, please? Because I kind of like living. And, you know, we, we see that regret on Kate's face where she's sort of like, you know, okay, I thought my twin sister died. Now she's back and I'm fighting for her. And I have a sister here who I'm pretty much sweeping under the rug, who really wants nothing more than just to hang out with me and try to have that kind of relationship. Man, I am really screwing the pooch here. So, you know, she 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 apologizes. She's like, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, but before that, what we get is we, we see the the transport, the transport of Alice, you know, I mean, big time criminal. So so, uh, you know. 
the news is covering it. They're transporting her to, to Arkham when we see on the bridge an explosion. Uh, now, this is not like a distraction by the Wonderland gang. Clearly, somebody is looking to take Alice out because they blow up her van. Um, Kate, as Batwoman, pretty much rushes to the scene. And this is where we get, you know, Luke heading into the Batcave, and he's seeing everything is activated, uh, and he starts to figure out the Batcomputer, and he's, you know, just like Ned, Luke is the man in the chair. Uh, you know, he's starting to guide her and everything, and he's basically what he's trying to do is he's like, look, you're never going to make it in a time, turn around, come back, stop being Batman, we don't need Batman, save yourself, come back to the Batcave. Now, she goes, and she actually rescues Alice. Uh, you know, we see the van is 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 gone over into the river it's sinking down uh batwoman jumps in uses the cutting tool uses the rebreather um you know alice is woken up you know uh rebreather's put in she's breathing fresh air and she looks and she looks into the eyes of batwoman and she knows she knows who it is but you know the crows the gcpd see that she is alive they begin firing uh gas tank is hit there's an explosion they are separated alice escapes batwoman washes ashore luke is is monitoring it all and he's like telling her he's like kate you gotta wake up the cops are on their way they are right on top of you they're going to get you he sees that they're um her heart the heart rate off the charts whatever he activates a defibrillator pretty much wakes her up and saves her um so yeah i think going forward we know what job luke fox is going to be doing he is really going to fill the shoes of his father lucius fox he is going to be he's going to be providing backup he's going to be the man in the chair for for her um like i said you know this was a great episode and it ends very interestingly because you know kate is reflecting on something that alice said about the knife that you know if my gang took it why am i carrying this piece of garbage around we see that the gang that actually apprehended it was hired by Catherine. uh we see what looks like a, a soldier essentially uh somebody that obviously she would know like again she's a defense contractor uh pretty much gives it to her and she's like to dispose of the evidence melt it down like i i i never want to see this ever again um she's looking to bury this you know she she wants to bury this whole you know alice's beth thing there's got to be a reason for it. I mean, it's it's not jealousy. There's something deeper going on here. And again, if you if you read Elegy, you'll see that there's a lot of deeper roots going on there. Are they going to go the same way as the comic? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there'll be some elements of it there because th- there was a lot of mysticism involved in that one. There could be some here too, but clearly Catherine is trying to bury this. Jacob doesn't want to believe it at all, even though there is evidence really in his face showing that this really, yeah, this 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 really could be his long lost daughter. But he just doesn't want to believe it. But it's not just denial. There's there's more going on there, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next. Guys, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to my take on uh, the second episode of Batwoman. Each week. Along with other stuff that I'll be doing, uh, you know, I will be talking about each episode of Batwoman uh, after it comes out. Uh, Again, it'll be filled with spoilers. So if you see that I'm doing a Batwoman episode, if you haven't watched the episode, you better go back and watch it because I'm going to be spoiling the bejesus out of it. Head on over to Instagram. Uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. I post pictures about the, the, uh, I post pictures of content about the things that I talk about. I will throw a poll up there as well. Halloween. Halloween is around the corner, so expect some more spooky stuff. Not too long ago, I talked about uh, a great limited series by famed author Neil Gaiman. 
death, the high cost of living. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be opening the doors to Black Belt Theater, looking for some, looking for some spooky and scary kung fu films to talk about, and uh, you know a few other spooky and scary things as well. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.